Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. As you just heard there, I'm Austin Horton here with Roger Parkin, general sales manager of the Southtown Store, and Josh Goldsmith. What's your title now? Service manager of the Midtown Store. There we go. Used to be uh, with uh, Culture. Yeah. Now you're with the uh, sales team. Service. Service. Yeah. So uh, check those guys out, 3535 South State or down there in the Southtown Auto Mall. 109.20 109.20 South State. There you go. Don't have that one memorized. I don't. <laughs> I don't have that one memorized. It's not if as easy. The look, I figured. Yeah, They're see? kind of far away. It's not oh, as easy. It's so far south. Oh, my goodness. It's interesting. We've got another uh, – in fact, I, I'm not remembering which one it is, but we've got another uh, – advertising partnership with another dealership here on the station and their address is also 3535 but it's at a different part of the state <laughs> uh and it's up north i think Wall in ogden Avenue or whatever it might be yeah. uh, it might be that so it's interesting because i remember that yeah. i remember yours <laughs> Easy. and then i get to the south town store i'm like it's in the autumn <laughs> you'll find it's it somewhere yeah. down there. Somewhere. there look for that big parking structure that's yeah. empty <laughs> that mark walks in and goes why did i spend that money oh, yeah <laughs> that's gotta be awkward <laughs> jeff walks in why did we spend that uh-huh. money <laughs> It'll work, I promise. <laughs> we have our nice little project going on at Midtown. What right are you now. guys doing there? Expanding the lot. Expanding the lot. So we actually about time a, on that one. Kind of a, it? yeah. It's kind of a funny story. So we had so there's a duplex located to the east of us behind the fence that uh, the the owner who had owned it forever and ever and ever called Jeff and said, "Hey, I'm looking to sell. Are you interested?" And Jeff was really excited about it, and so went to the county to kind of look at what the property lines looked at looked like. And when he was there, they pulled out the survey and we realized that our property line was actually about another 20 feet back from where our current fence was. And so the best we can assume, Mark didn't know, no one knew about (laughs) it. The best we can assume was there were, I mean, there was being these, the fence and these trees, a couple trees that have been back there. And I'm sure when, when Mark's dad, Laurie bought that property, he said, I'm never going to need this much space. Just put the fence up where the trees are. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so no one's ever, no, so no one's ever known. So, yeah. Why rip out um, trees yeah. when you yeah. think, yeah. So we're, so the, the house is getting dozed on Tuesday, which we're excited about. The and trees are down. We're, we're pushing, pushing back that fence. And, cool. Yeah. Getting so picking up a quite a few more parking there. spots, which will be Good. really nice. Uh, because you, and it's quite, it's a big lot already. Well, it takes a block. It's yeah. a block deep. Yeah. But you needed even more. Yeah. So that's good. Good news. Yeah, that's that's one thing. We're not manufacturing any more land for these places. <sighs> yeah. And it's that's why we build a parking structure. You got to build up like instead of out. Yeah. yeah. Yep. For sure. All right. Uh, we let's talk about Greta Thunberg for a moment. She's Swedish, isn't she? She is. Yeah. Uh, and of course, she just delivered a, a fiery speech to the UN about environmental uh, care and, and the climate change and all that. But, uh, we, you know, I think we're all with her. We oh, need to do something oh, absolutely. here. Absolutely. Something's got to change. She's 16. 16 years 16, old and gets it. And she's a, she, I love how she addresses her Asperger's all the time uh-huh. and says, this is not a, a, a thing holding me back. Yeah. This it's is actually, just who I am. Yeah. 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 And uh, she's a wonderful, smart, smart girl. Uh, she does not – man, there's some ugly evil – people on the internet say the least yes so it's it's gross well, the internet's safe because you're behind a wall yeah you can say whatever you truly believe yeah, it's awful and nobody can be the wiser but how about this uh she was asked about her efforts and if uh, there were any politicians that have come to her aid 
And she, because of course President Trump is mm-hmm. oh, against he's, her. He's, he's the first one tweeting against yeah. her. Yeah. So, so feel good about that. But she said that Arnold Schwarzenegger called her up and actually offered to lend her his fully electric Hummer. Yeah. Really? As she was over Super here in the cool. States. Good for Arnie. Which I didn't know he had a fully electric well, Hummer. I think yep. he had a change of heart when he became governor, you know, leading up to him becoming governor of California, because he had two or three big Hummers that were all diesel. Uh-huh. So I'm not surprised that he has a fully electric one. I didn't know they made them. Which apparently they don't. He probably had it converted. A Model to it. Three. He had it. Uh, a special team put it together. Yeah, that's pretty oh, cool. It's an H three. Uh, so she said, one of the funniest offers I received is that Arnold Schwarzenegger offered me to lend his electric car if I wanted to. Uh, she didn't take him up on the offer, but uh, pretty funny, pretty cool that's that he awesome. would lend offer that. I would have taken him up just to say I'd been in Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> electric Hummer. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, uh, the uh, there's a article here about how. Uh, we talked about this uh, a while ago. There was a car rental app, car to go if you've uh-huh. heard of them, how in Chicago a hundred of their cars just got stolen. They, they, they rented these cars, drove them to a lot, barriered the lot, and tried to fight off the police and hold Jeez. on to these cars. And uh, it was, They were gone for like three or four days. They couldn't find where those cars were. Interesting. And they found them all stacked up here in this lot. Well, they, that was in Chicago, and now car rental app Car2Go is, uh, has announced that they are pulling out of five cities here in the United States and Canada, including Denver, Austin, Portland, Calgary and Chicago. They say the decision was not made lightly. We've had to face the hard reality that despite our efforts, we underestimated the investment and resources that are truly necessary to make our service successful, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. The real problem is that you can just steal these cars. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't plan on people taking their cars. It's a big issue. <laughs> so they didn't have any failsafe against them. Yeah. Whoops. So uh, th- there's that uh, story as well. Uh, and then, what did I tease? Oh, this Good Samaritan out at, at the Salt Flats in Wendover. This uh, I saw a KSL report on it, but Aaron Cox of Fox 13 did a really nice piece. If you want to check it out at fox13now.com. Uh, caught on camera, two Wendover police officers responded to a 911 call of a man in a car accident finding his car engulfed in flames. And in this video... Uh, it's, it's I think it's a two door. It's a coupe sports car. It's a BMW, and he was racing it out on the salt flats. But he was on the sandy side, Oops. which you don't want to be racing mistake. on the sandy side. He hit a he hit the berm. That's bad. His car flipped through the air twice, landed upright on it on it, but it, it just him. exploded into a giant fireball. The whole thing engulfed in flames. Wow. A guy Very driving cool. along the, the west side out there saw it happen, flipped his car around, called 911, drove out there, jumped out of his car, jumped over to the man, went into this fully engulfed in flames vehicle, pulled, pulled this out. man out, and, and then the police showed up with, and this man also had a fire extinguisher with him, started spraying down the car. They get there, and the, the man in broken English tells them his girlfriend is in the car. Holy moly. And so now they go into complete freak out. We got to get oh another gosh. person out of this car. Turns out what he was trying to say is his girlfriend was in another car, not oh. in that car. So luckily, no one lost their life. Wow. And wow. No, no real injury other than uh, a little smoke inhalation and a, a first degree burn on, the, on one of the guy's arms. I can't believe I hadn't heard of this. I hadn't heard and, of this uh, but all because this guy, 
and I want to get his name, Daniel Lewis. Uh, he was just driving westbound toward <laughs> a... Daniel Lewis. Uh, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> have, oh, do you have a Daniel yeah, Lewis? I had a Toyota, Toyota store manager. Don't think this is him. Uh, just, uh, I'd be surprised if it is. You probably would have heard of it. Uh, but yeah, he, he just was driving along, saw it happen, and did the right thing. Wow. And he talked about, you know, I always mm. told myself that if a moment like this occurred that I would jump into action, but you never know it's, until yeah, it's happening. Until it's happening, yeah. yeah. So I just commend him. He saved a guy's life for That's sure. That's awesome. And the car's gone, but who cares? Yeah. Cars the guy's still with us. Your life can't. Uh, and uh, so, and luckily the, the girlfriend was not in the car as well. Wow. So wonderful. Check it out, Fox 13 News Now. Wait, it's fox13now.com. Uh, Green Car Reports says that Mazda is going to reveal its first fully electric vehicle in October at the Tokyo Auto Show. Interesting. So Mazda's been hurting for a while now. Yeah, forever. Like <laughs> since 1997. Uh, probably longer than that. Okay. I mean, they're, they're partnered with Ford up through the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and the, But they haven't. When's the last time they came out with a new vehicle? Never. I don't uh, remember. The Mazda 3? It's been a long time. It's been a while. And they're going to come out with a new Mazda 3 as well. But the uh, they've confirmed that the f- first mass production battery electric vehicle will be revealed at Tokyo uh, Motor Show October 23rd. The electric vehicle will be a completely new model, according to Mazda, and will, like the new Mazda 3, follow Mazda's new clean slate, human-centered design approach. No further details other than to say it offers performance drivers. Uh, it offers a performance driver everything they can enjoy effortlessly and wholeheartedly. Uh, it's, it's, so this is kind of, and I wanted to bring this up because Jeff's been driving around a hybrid. Hey, he loves it. Cross track. Lo- he like obsessed. It. And, uh, to the point where you guys are now starting to train yep. your guys on how to service these mm-hmm. hybrids because the plan is to we get them here. Yeah. I have, uh, I have my second technician going out to training next week, actually. How long is that, is that training? Um, so it's pretty intensive. Uh, most, most of the trainings that are, my technicians go to are maybe two days mm-hmm. uh but this one i think is three or four it's just a completely new different animal yeah when you're talking about a hybrid absolutely so but that's a lot of voltage voltage running under that <sighs> you have the wrong wire you are that's toast. yeah right <laughs> it comes right. like so we they, they send us all these safety to or all these specialty tools for a lot of it and there's a there's like a it looks like a cane uh, but it's actually like a hook that the technician that's working next to you, you're supposed to have someone essentially like Watch supervising you. you while you work on this car. Um, and it's it's a non-conducting pole that you, if the person gets zapped, you can pull them off of it, pull them off of the car if need be. Wow. So it's, I mean, that is kind of, I mean, that is the one part that people haven't really thought about with these electric cars is it's, it's a different animal yep. from a, from a maintenance and repair standpoint. Um, when you're dealing with that many, vo- with that kind of voltage and that yeah, many right. batteries. And I mean, it's pretty intricate. I mean, you, you open one of those and I mean, in Prius and all these different cars, you open where all those batteries are and it's, there's a lot going on. Um, it, it isn't exactly just a remote control car. Yeah. Uh, but so I like I love the idea of a fully electric car. I, right. I, I like the, the 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 philosophy and the plan behind it. I don't appreciate the range that most EVs don't offer. Yeah, that yeah. Bo- it's a problem yeah. for me. It's why I haven't gone to fully electric. And that's, yeah. that's the advantage of your plug-in, you know, plug-in electric hybrid is you kind of get the best of both worlds, but you have the range. Right. Yeah. Well, I was driving with a, a friend who who has a, the Tesla Model Three, um, and as they were putting. I was asking him about it. And, I mean, it's 
awesome car inside from a from a tech standpoint and you i was asking him like how often do you have to recharge it and stuff like that and he uh if you put in like i want to go to las vegas it'll plan your trip based off of where you need to charge where there's a charging station for how long to get you to vegas Uh, and it's pretty cool that it takes that kind of thing into consideration we have an employee that has a tesla and he loves it and he drives it down to down to las vegas because his his kids playing a lot of soccer tournaments down there and he said i mean with those superchargers it's really not a huge stopping the gas yeah it's maybe 15 20 minutes and you just kind of factor it in but it's fully back um, to where it it is i mean my uncle has a bmw i3 but the range on those isn't i mean he's now just barely with the newer ones you can now barely make it up to park city and coast down uh so i mean it has a little bit more of a range i think it's about 120 ish miles um that's not enough man but it is i mean it isn't something something happens there's traffic you get stuck in i mean yeah the the unknowns is the scary part yeah that's i mean that's that's the tough part with these cars but and we i don't know that we have enough opportunity to to, to charge your electric vehicle in this there's area right quite now quite a few charging stations there's, there's becoming quite a more few. and more yeah is there well, well now one of each one of well now stores. there's a lot of research coming out about i mean just like with your iphone the 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 longevity the of life, these batteries yeah. right i mean two three years from now your battery is not gonna you're not gonna have the same range it had when it was brand new and sure. what do you do with that it's not a cheap battery to replace uh and it's tough to to say yeah i'm just going to replace the car um so that's kind <laughs> right. of a big question that we're going to have to start looking at as as we start to get to these later generations of these new electric cars yep. funny you mentioned tesla and batteries <laughs> yeah. and range it's a, yeah. did you see the story out of fremont california no what's this so one? they're they're the first police force in the world to employ a Tesla vehicle on their on, in their fleet. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's not going to make it through an eight-hour shift. <laughs> well, they say that it can make it an 11-hour shift. Really? And then charge and go another 11 hours. Huh. But huh. there was a high-speed pursuit. Oh. oh. And uh, through Fremont and its neighboring communities. And the police officer in the Tesla was the one on the pursuit. He then looked down going 120 miles an hour down the highway <laughs> oh, after oh. this felon and noticed that he had six miles of battery left. Oh. So he radios out to all the other police, I'm going to run out of battery. Someone else Whoops. needs to cut this guy off and help me out here. Uh, and so he had to pull out of the, the race, or the race, the chase, <laughs> and uh, because the Tesla battery was dying. <laughs> yeah. God. He then had to get help to get it charged back up. The guy got away. No. They found the vehicle, not the guy. Right. Uh, and because of the, the battery. And it turns out the, the, the person, uh, the, the officer who had worked the shift previous, had not plugged it into charge Ugh. before this new officer came on for his you, shift. You would think you would check so if I you guess, had a full charge. I guess criminals no longer have to hope they can outrun them by yeah. from a speed standpoint just long <laughs> enough my, that their battery, the battery dies, huh? <laughs> and this officer, to Roger's point, hadn't checked yeah. to see if he had a full battery. So Assumption, man. <laughs> uh, but they did That's say, what, usually mm, we go 11 you know hours assuming on does. Yes. I won't say it because I don't want to get kicked <laughs> yeah, off the radio again. You, we don't want to, yeah. <laughs> you could probably say that one, but I'm not going to. I'm whatever, not going to say it. You say it. I just got back from my suspension. <laughs> uh, Honda planning to buy more renewable energy than any other automaker. Hmm. Now, when I read that headline, I thought, "Good for Honda! Way to go!" What does and that it mean? is still good. What does that what they're mean, doing? Though? But here's what they're doing: 
They've completed two virtual power purchase agreements for renewable power to be produced in Texas and Oklahoma. Now, Honda here in the United States mostly is running out of Ohio, Indiana, and uh, uh, Alabama. Yep. That's where most of the Hondas are, are done here in the States. And so Texas and Oklahoma aren't in Ohio, Indiana, or nope. Alabama. So what they're doing is they're in Indiana, Ohio, and Alabama. It's non-renewable energy that they're using. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're purchasing enough renewable energy from these wind farms in Oklahoma and to Texas offset. to break even. Yeah. yeah. So they're not eliminating the non-renewable they're just matching it with renewable right. purchases. So it's, it's fine. It's something. good. Yes. It's it something. something. And it's not cheap. They're spending a good amount of money to do this, but it's, <laughs> I, I'd prefer it somehow to be just completely renewable energy to use in the first place, but that might be a pipe I, dream. I think that is a pipe dream in the short term. I think as time goes on, you'll see more and more of it. Uh, they, they currently are only produce, or buying 21%. Of what they have mm-hmm. been outputting, they're going to match at 100 percent now. So another that's cool. 79. That's a lot of money. Yeah, percent. Yeah, that's 79. So it's something. It's not uh, all the way, but it is at least something. I mean, we have solar there. on all three of our stores, and what? How long ago did you guys start that solar project? Of? Five? No, four years. And did you do both star three, both stores like at the South, same time? Midtown? No, Midtown was first. Three and a half, maybe. And I think Southtown's probably three. So we did Midtown first. I feel like it was longer than that, though, Josh. It's, it's Maybe four years. Because here's the thing. Ago. I've only been here for five years. It was four years ago that we did Midtown, I think. Yeah, you're right, because I was still in marketing. Yeah, it was, it was four years fall ago. Of yeah, because we launched it with fall the Duke and Feel Good event. Yeah. Is when we celebrated that that oh, year. Oh, that's crazy. And yeah, four years and then three and a half, three years for Mid- Southtown. Mm-hmm. And so you're, how much of your power is on solar? At your stores there's there. times where you're generating more power than what we're using depending on what's going on there's times that it's probably it can be as low as probably 30 percent 20 percent yeah but i mean during during the during, summer during a i mean probably for most of the day during the summer yeah. if it's a just a good sunny day i we'll mean we'll run almost completely yeah. off the grid wow. for most of the day cool uh, yes. both stores mm-hmm. that's awesome that's terrific Yep. And then of course the winter changes. Yeah, winter still generates though. It's I mean, surprising. You still got ultraviolet yeah. rays coming down and yeah, solar it's still power. It's not, yeah. it's not as much, but it still generates still. power. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it makes it nice. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's just something that I don't know why more people don't do it. They, here at this arena, we've got a big farm of solar panels up on the roof Smart. of the arena here, and. Of you course, an electric bill in this place. I can't. Oh, and they do a lot of. They take a lot of uh, measures to cut down on the energy used here in this place. Right. When we leave for the night, we're it supposed to down. turn yeah. off the the TVs, the lights, all that. the The lights in the arena are all off if no one else is here. Right, it's kind of creepy walking out of here. <laughs> they used to have these. Uh, they still have the recycling receptacle for your uh, cans and, and pop bottles. Right. But they used to be shaped like Coca-Cola 20-ounce mm-hmm. bottles. Yeah. But in the pitch black, walking yeah, out of this like place, it looks like a person, person. <laughs> hunched over person. ready to get you. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this building has its creaks and groans at night. It does, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It has its creaks and groans all the time, but that's usually just Hansel's and stomach. <laughs> so, bada boom. Ba-boom. All right, we'll take our final break here on the show, come back and, and wrap things up on the other side, talking about uh, there's a, a, a measure that they took in London to cut down on traffic 
cutting through a neighborhood. Yeah. And it turned into like Les Miserables at the barricade. <laughs> so we'll talk about that and also give you an update on the BYU-Toledo game right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, we've got a halftime score there in Toledo, Ohio. It was 3-0 most of the half for the Rockets, the home team. <laughs> BYU fans have a chance of going home with a win today. But <laughs> with uh, a minute... 32 left in the first half. Emmanuel Asupa uh, scored a 32-yard rushing touchdown for the Cougars. They lead at the half 7-3 to three, uh, there in Toledo. So stay tuned. We'll have the BYU postgame show come your way at the conclusion of that one. Following us here, you've got the Jazz Fan Show at noon and then the Saturday it's that show. that time of year, isn't it? That's crazy. Camp opens up Tuesday? Yeah, media day's Monday. Monday. Training camp Tuesday. First preseason game Saturday. Holy or smokes. Friday, Saturday, yeah, the fifth. So uh, it's it's happening. It's here, and uh, I couldn't be more excited. This this is probably the most anticipated season for Utah Jazz basketball and in a long time since the finals years. Really, not saying that they will get to the finals, right? But they have a legitimate shot for the first time since then. I think to get to the finals, that would be nice. It'd be a, <laughs> it'd be, be more awesome. than nice, yeah. Remember uh, the first hour we talked about how I want BYU-Utah, yep. Utah yeah, State yeah, to yeah, always yeah. win because it's good for our business? Yep. Can you imagine the Jazz being in the finals? Oh, it would baby. be awesome. We'd be the number one listened to station in the, in the country. Exactly. It'd be amazing. It'd be incredible. <laughs> uh, it's been too long since they've been there, so 20, 20 hopefully years. we can get it done. It's exciting anyway, nevertheless, the idea that they could make it. So it starts Monday. We'll be there live at Media Day, which this year is here in this building. Really? That's a change. Uh, it is. They it's usually... usually yeah, Zion's... Yep, it's over right. there. They're, they're doing a, a bit of work, I think, over there on Monday. So they're going to be here at the arena and it's fun because it's a whirlwind day. They do all their commercials for the year. They do all their uh, all their the photos, photos, their interviews, yeah. their my, autographs. My really good friend is the the VP of marketing for the Jazz. Oh yeah, and I'm, we're getting our MBAs together right now, and she's like bracing for feedback oh. because <laughs> she's imagine. like, it yeah. is just. She goes, it's a super fun day because there's so much going on, and it's the buzz, and it's this really exciting lead up to this season that we've all been with so much anticipation right right, since free agency and everything and yeah um she's like but i will be exhausted it's a dr pepper day we'll put it that way (laughs) to save a couple couple (laughs) (laughs) whichever whatever you prefer (laughs) whichever poison suits you uh let's talk about this uh the story about cars in london more specifically, Tower Hamlets, Josh's favorite borough of, of, of the old country. <laughs> this is true. There, you know. <laughs> lots of time. Yep. The East, summer. I spent you know, summers yeah, there. Summers. As you know, the East London borough. Yes, yes. Yeah. Also, Tower one, also one of my favorite. <laughs> great. I can give you some great restaurant recommendations. It's uh, Well, really? <laughs> yeah. Even though it's one of the UK's poorest areas. Well, he, that's right up his alley. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I like to be where the people are. Oh, ah, okay? yes, yeah. I don't <laughs> know if you like I don't, some of these people in this story. I don't know if you'd like to have been there because what they did here is 40% of Tower Hamlet's residents live in areas breaching EU and government guidance on safe levels of air pollution, Only though only 37% of households even own a car. 
So they have this really bad air and very few cars. (laughs) And what's being caused by... They have these two streets that cut from highway to highway through Tower Hamlets, and every truck, car, and van uses it as a shortcut, Mm. going through these residential streets to get from one highway to the other. And so the city of the mayor of London decided, all right, we're going to do something about this. So they (laughs) they, (laughs) enough is enough. They they staged a uh, uh, like a barrier, a barricade. With a bus, and, and but they wanted it to look like a party, so they had a bus blocking the streets. <laughs> but then in the middle of the street, they had bounce houses and, and a huh. carnival and oh, kids and, and clowns and just all this. It's supposed to be a big party. Well, that's all. It sounds like a fun idea, but the people that used this as an everyday commute just weren't very happy about it. They went ABC Cafe on the thing. <laughs> Understandably. And took it over and nice. moved the bus and moved the barriers. And now you've got this carnival oh. with kids and families oh. running all over. And these cars are now whizzing right down the street, and right how, through the and carnival. how many people did we kill? No one luckily got hurt or killed. But it certainly caused a, a bit of a, a war oh, zone. Sure. I to can say only the imagine. least, we'll and so now they scuffle. now they're trying to re rework it all, and mm-hmm. so there's this big. Not only are they dealing with all the this Brexit mess back there, but now they're hating on each other's driving, what streets they're driving. It's productive. On. It's, it's very you know, productive. So it's, oh, it's a crazy world we live in these days. <laughs> it's uh, like the wild wild west. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the wild wild west. Yeah, kind of. Although I think the Wild Wild West was more civil at times. I think you're right. Than, than at least in a duel, right. someone... You had an issue with something. Yeah, there, there was a winner and loser. Yeah. Now, now we all lose, yes. so I don't know. <laughs> yep. Meet you at high noon to just tweet at each other. So that's going to be Solitude's know. parking lot this winter. Oh, so let's, so Jeff and I talked about this last week, but I wanted to get your thoughts. You were talking about it during the break. You guys had different ideas about this idea that... You're going to have to be charged a carpool fee to get up. Well, I, th- I think I think the good thing that's happened now is, is Solitude has started a conversation that's I agree needed to take place for a long time. If you ever use bigger little cottonwood canyons, they're extremely crowded. Yep. And what we're doing right now doesn't work. Mm-mm. Which is what? What's the what, current? The current is just a free for all. Wild West, and you've got. As you hope you get up there early there. and you get a spot. Yeah. You and your eight friends all drive your own cars and meet up there. That's yeah. how we always went skiing yeah. generally, you know, it's just So eight people, eight cars. Right. Yeah. That's a problem. So they're charging twenty bucks a car to park in their parking lots, which A I think is a little excessive, but it gets the point home. But um I think I think the issue they're gonna run into is people because this was announced so late, people had already purchased ski passes. Yes. And I think that's gonna be where they face the toughest pushback i, I think, think if this i think they're offering a pass for their season you can buy a season pass. parking pass yeah yeah but it's and like it's another a, couple hundred bucks it's 132 so. i want to say i don't yeah. remember it seemed like it was 150 somewhere in there closest yeah but, so you take that on top of you know if you're skiing icon pass was how much this year well i'm a little different because i'm a student well i don't <laughs> understand that but. um but i think the <laughs> the base i think is 600 and <laughs> i want to say the the full is is a, maybe just north of a thousand so, so you, then you're adding you, another so hundred fifty, twelve hundred bucks, yeah, another ten percent. But uh, or you're adding twenty bucks a day, and I when I've had a season's pass, I've skied twenty twenty five yeah, days a year. It adds up. It makes for a bigger expense. So I think personally, what's going to happen is it's just going to push more cars parked on the side of the road in the canyon, which is already a problem. It's a People mess. just make the hike 
yeah. yeah. Or hop on the, yeah. the, the shuttle. There, there's day, and it, I, I drove up to Brighton once last year to pick up some passes for a gift. They were parked all the way down to Solitude. No, it's you a mess. It's on. a mess. So it's 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 we're loving our canyons to death. I well, think we I th- need to figure something better. But then for I think them. the other issue you have, and we talked about this earlier, is the park and rides at the bottom of these canyons aren't big enough. So then you're going to have people parking at Porcupine, and you're going to have people parking at Lakai and all over the yeah, place. So it's going to be the only parking. Yeah. And so it's it. it I mean, again, ro- like Roger said earlier, it's it's the chicken or the egg. Um, there has to be an improve an improvement on one end or the other, um, but the the few buses that they have running that canyon yeah, isn't going to carry everyone. Ridiculous. And at the end of the day, I don't. After a long ski day, I personally don't want to be standing on a bus squished with everyone still in my ski boots. Oh yeah, and that's sure. and, want, and, and, and that's the tough the part. And boots off and get out of there. Have yeah. some peace and quiet. Um, yeah. So, you know, usually for me, I, when I'm skiing, it's up at first chair and. You when it starts getting hours, crowded, yeah. you get that guy out there because you enjoy the rest of your day. You've had you know fifteen. You don't want to ski elbow to elbow. No, down don't the enjoy mountain. It. Yeah. Don't enjoy it. You not, know, not when as I was fun. younger, <laughs> if I were paying a hundred bucks a day, yeah, I think I'd have to stay up there bell to bell. Yeah, yeah. Well, Deer Valley's now like what one eighty. Yeah, this all these reasons, and I I haven't been in several it is years. An expensive sport. It is. It's a, not cheap. But all these all these reasons you've just mentioned are the. This is why I I would prefer. To not do it this way, but this is why I only go at night. It's mm-hmm. for economical and crowding purposes. Right. It's not the better of the skiing or, or snowboarding options. No, it's just a different no. option. But I also but think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see more resorts go to what where Deer Valley's gone, where they put a cap on the number of skiers on their mountain. Right. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. Or Especially if they don't, if, you know, you got the Icon Pass, you got the Epic Pass, you. You know, all these passes are bringing, are bringing more people, especially last year where we had such a great snow year, mm-hmm. bringing more people from across the country here to ski. Yeah. What if they did a, a system where you bought a pass uh, and you had 30 days, Here's you're, you're a blue pass, you're a red pass, you're a green pass, and you can only ski on blue, red, or green days? I wouldn't buy it. You, uh-uh, wouldn't, you wouldn't even consider it, huh? I mean, the tough thing is, okay, it storms. I want to go on a powder ski. day. Well, yeah. shoot, it's not my it's not my yeah, day. I gotta, I gotta oh, I'd be so ski. livid. Yeah, yeah. So I, livid. I, I think it's an idea, but so what I, about how how do we improve the infrastructure? Do we, can we build bigger uh, uh, parking lots? Can we find a, some kind of tram or gondola system? What can we well, do? I mean, there's been gondola, a gondola system proposed from Park City to mm-hmm. Bright or to uh, Little Cottonwood for yeah, over the 10 mountain years, there. Yeah. which would help. But the problem, if you put that gondola in the fear, you know, the, the argument against it is, it opens up all that backcountry to skiing. If you put a, if you put a yeah, place a to get off on on the, the top, top of the gondola, like yeah, they did you just Park open City. up all the stuff people are hiking up into and enjoying the backcountry. The backcountry by themselves, you suddenly inundate that. You've got a lot of private land up in there. Yeah, there's a. It's not a easy solution. But we do need to do something, and maybe this will force the discussion to get something yeah. started down the road. And, and I guess that's where I come back to is it's something. It causes people to pause and think, do I want to go myself and spend 20 bucks to park, or can I get someone else to go with me and spend only 5 bucks to park? And then well, you got three, four people in the car. Yeah, it's – I mean, absolutely it's better if you if – you Carpool. Carpool up there. There's a, No one's going to argue against that. The reality for a lot of people that ski is we ski at times other people can't. You know, your friends can't, and I don't want to take a stranger up. 
Come on. <laughs> I might not get back. <laughs> but is it tough, especially, yeah. I mean, in the well, car industry. Well, then you've got all this gear and stuff. Yeah, I mean, one of the cool things in the car industry is because you work Saturdays, like Roger has, what, day, you wear Wednesdays off, Wednesday off, and you'll go up on a Wednesday morning, yeah. and you're not, I mean, I'm not going skiing with you on a Wednesday nope. morning, and you're, I mean, it's tough. You're busy at work, yeah. It, I mean, that is one of the tough things is there are days where you're like, I just want to go for a couple hours. You don't want to go ski with friends. Yeah. Um, and it definitely adds a, adds a level the, of difficulty. That's the nice thing about having a season's pass somewhere is you can justify running up and skiing for two hours before work. Yeah. It's also why the, the northern spots that are smaller and tougher to get to, like Powder, and is it still called Nordic Valley or is it Wolf Mountain or something Wolf like Creek. that? Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek now. Up, up, you know, in the in – the, what is that? Is that Morgan? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that are up there. They're nice places. They're just smaller uh-huh. and they're harder to. They're yeah. longer to get to. Yeah. And, but that's why I think they stay in business. Is people yep. decide? Well, I'll. It's worth it. I I knew someone who lived in Provo, and would drive to Powder Mountain. They bought a season pass to Powder Mountain, <laughs> just so that and they'd go through the Provo uh, King, way yeah. and yeah. Yeah, come down that way. But that they would skip over all those all these big time resorts to get to the little one. So they well, would avoid the crowds and, and yeah. the car well, part, part of that cost Powder Mountain is pretty inexpensive to ski at for but eventually, years. But eventually, you're going to be, I mean, it's going to be the it's same be issue the same thing. where there's going to be so many people and everything just continues to spread out, especially up there in Park City with the amount of growth they're having. And, and Powder Mountain's going to be slammed. And they're talking about putting another resort up there in Park City. I know. That's what I've heard. Which is really interesting. It'll be interesting to see where they decide to put that. It's... I don't remember which side of uh, Deer Valley it sat on. I don't remember if it was the north side or the south side. Let's oh, just well, put I heard a they resort. were thinking of expanding Deer Valley to drop it down on the back side over by Midway. Been, Is that what yeah, you're thinking no, about? No, there's a, no, a whole other resort they're talking about putting in. Oh, yes. Back by the military. Yeah. Well, by was, the military? I was yeah. just up there. I was up in Midway last night, and the amount of growth that they the have. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, there's people now commuting from Midway. It used to be just you go up there and retire. Mm -hmm. You you just stay there. And now people live there and still work down here. One of our vendors comes out of Timberline. Who? Mm. Um, Out of of the magazine Zoom. Dan. Oh, yeah. He He commutes every day. From Timberline. Wow. Timberlakes. Timberlakes. Above Camas. Or above Heber. He commutes out of there, and his wife commutes to Provo every day to work. Jeez. It's like no, thank you. Yeah, I've got I've got a buddy that lives in Camas and works in West Valley. That's not a bad drive. Yeah, enough. It's about a forty-five minute drive out of there. Yeah, unless traffic's there. And in the winter, it gets different. But yeah. it is what it is. It is you know, I'll he, tell you, he hates it. No. He, he loves living away from everybody. He chose he, to live there. He did choose to live there. <laughs> but I mean, and in, in the fact, they're moving. Thing, so. But also in the <laughs> yeah. scheme of things, I mean. We're extremely, extremely spoiled here in Salt Lake yes. with the number of, of people that have 15, 20-minute commutes, yep. right? And my mom's family is from an hour outside of Chicago. My grandpa, his entire career, drove an hour and a half into Chicago oh. every single day oh, to yeah. and from. Three and hours a day in the car. Three hours a day in oh, the car. and that, But that was just what, I mean, that was the expectation, yeah. right? Uh, my my son has a friend back east that drives two and a half hours each way to work. Yeah, I mean it is just because he can't afford to live in the city. Who can afford to live? No in one, the city? Do, nobody. It's so atrociously expensive. Unless you're, crazy. Unless you're an actor, actress, or politician, <laughs> forget about it. You got to be on the corruption. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Yeah, that's where yeah, the money is. Is in corruption. corruption you know? <laughs> 
But, yeah. I mean, it is a first world problem that yeah. we're talking about here. Well, but it's to, still a problem. You go to California, it's not about how the distance, it's about the time it takes. <sighs> yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it can take you, what, an hour to go three or four miles. There. Well, we have, an, we have a, an old employee of ours that moved to, to California. Uh, Juan and he, uh, oh, he lives six miles away from the dealership he's working at, and it takes him an hour and fifteen minutes to go six miles. Ride a bike, It'll take this you a half hour. Walk, walk, yeah, yeah. It'll take you an hour. That that's maddening. Brutal. <laughs> you can pay me enough to move to California. Oh, I'd go to jail. I, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> I'm not oh, kidding. Six miles, an hour and a half. The road rage. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm mad just thinking about being stuck there. I know. For six miles. That's what I'm I can saying. See, I can see it. It's right there. I can see my work. Well, that's California. Yeah. That's California. But you get the beach. Uh, Pass. The beach. You keep it. Uh, keep all right. your beach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come Hang visit. Your little dog, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the, uh, what do you guys think of the Renault? You seen mm. the this this little tiny booger car? <laughs> what That's else a good word for it. Tiny booger cars. It's like a booger you can't get off your finger. <laughs> uh, it's the Renault, the new all-electric city crossover. Oh, yikes! It went on sale in China earlier this month. It starts at just eighty-seven hundred dollars. To, to buy this thing after the subsidies from the government. Tires and wheels are optional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, it goes 168 miles of total range. 168. That's a city commuter. Yeah, that's that's a scooter yeah. from yeah. here to the Olympus Cove. Yeah, is what it is. Looking, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when, when I went out of town in August, I rented a off-road scooter from a place, and part of their shtick is electric bikes. An off-road oh, yeah. scooter. Did they have an electric off-road scooter? No. Ah, dang it. And the scooter sucked. <laughs> but that's, it allowed me to get around where I was at. Wasn't it like a, a three-wheel it thing? It was a three-wheel. Yeah. It was the most unstable thing I've ever ridden on. <laughs> You're up there on the edge of a mountain with one no, leg. No, just on grass and dirt oh, and oh. stuff. It was, it was at a lodge up there. But. I've pictured you in the Swiss Alps trying to get up to Heidi. Uh-huh. Oh, heavens <laughs> no. <laughs> Brutal. No. But uh, they have electric bikes, and some of their electric bikes have a 100-mile range. Wow. Which was surprising. Hmm. Oh, Eric's not there. Oh, yeah, Eric's here. Eric, our producer, rides an electric bike. How do you like that, Eric? He may not be able to hear us. He can't hear us. Yeah. Hey, Eric. Hey, buddy. (laughs) Put on your headphones. We're we're talking talking about you. Oh, hi. Are your ears burning? We're talking about electric bikes, and you own an electric bike. I do have an electric bike. Do you like it? How do you like it? I do like it. Um, It's a little bit... uh, It's... The range isn't quite what I'd like it to be, but for what I need to do, like if you have like a five to ten mile commute, and it's a pretty nice bike. The battery lasts about 16 miles, depends on how much you use the pedal assist, so you can use it as a normal bike if the battery was to run out. But cool. uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. And uh, while I'm here, uh, score update. Okay. Uh, BYU has just thrown a touchdown to hifo uh 14 to 3 awesome thank Ooh, you very big, much big 75 yarder i yeah. i've oh really yeah wow that might match their whole uh, yardage they've had all season i don't know through the year <laughs> just kidding thank you eric oh. appreciate it Those fighting words yeah, i thought you liked all i'd like them all <laughs> but they got to be better in aspects of this game. zach wilson's got an arm uh he does for sure uh utah defenders know that one well well, <laughs> now uh, yeah. I've never been on an electric Poor bike. Guy. Have you? You've both ridden an no, electric I've not bike. Ridden one. I, I just, either. you know, they kind of, kind of fascinates me a little bit. And 
They're not cheap. Just, no. Not no, cheap. And Eric no. got a really good deal on his, but uh, they're still not. It's cheaper than a vehicle. Uh, and if yeah. you can make it Work. with an electric bike instead of a vehicle, that right. makes sense. How long does it take to charge? Uh, so it kind of depends. It's about between four to eight hours. Mm. So I usually, if I have to charge it, I just charge it overnight. Yeah. You just plug it right into the wall? Yeah. Outlet? There's a converter. Amen. And does the battery come off of the bike? Yeah. There's okay. a key to um, to the battery itself, so no one's going to just take the battery off in public unless you leave the key there. Mm. But there's a key where you turn it and the battery comes off, and mm. that's how you charge it. Pretty cool. Yeah. I wouldn't so mind cool. uh, giving it a shot. I've heard they're pretty fun. Experience. They are a ton. It is a ton of fun. Yeah. Well, pretty cool. All right, so that's uh, it. Probably is better than buying a Renault. I don't just, I'll just <laughs> probably <say> better option. <laughs> uh, all right, the auto workers strike. Let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, what a yikes. great way day to, fourteen now. Yeah, what a great way to get your inventory down. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it, won't it? Oh, man, well, they have so, like a 90, 90 to one hundred and twenty day supply of cars and trucks lot. on the ground, so they're fine. The for now, are, the dealers, the dealers are, fine are fine for now. The suppliers and, are hurting. The suppliers are hurting, the UAW workers are hurting, but honestly, the uh, you know UAW they gave a lot of concessions when GM went bankrupt to keep things going, and GM's reporting record profits in the billions and doesn't want to give anything back. That's well, kind of a problem. Yeah, and then wanting to raise their medical. Uh, I don't know what type of raise they're offering them, but part of this package, the, the first package was a 15% increase in their medical insurance. So I think that probably wiped out any raise they were offering them. Oh, yeah. It's one or the other, probably, so. when you're negotiating here. Which would, I, you know, I probably, you'd like a little more cash coming home in your ch- paycheck, but yeah. if you're, if you're also, if you're making the same and less is going to your, uh, your uh, health, but you're still getting your health coverage, that's fine too. No, it will, see, more is going to your health coverage. Oh, they'd be paying 15%, 15% more. more. Oh. Yeah. Which kind of offsets whatever increase they were giving. Right, right, well, right, right, what's right, crazy right, right, right. And this is not off topic, but I was reading an article the other day that the on average right now it's about $20,000 for a family's medical insurance. A right year? Now, a year. Wow. Obviously, wow. employer contribution and, yeah. and employee contribution. That's but absurd. No, what's absurd is the medical bills when you see them. Yeah. The charges they charge. Yeah, I guess that's more what I'm getting at with the absurd there because, like, okay, so you just went through a mm-hmm. big time surgery mm-hmm. and recovery. Are we talking twenty ish? You're north of twenty. Yeah, for two hours of surgery. Yeah, it's not a bad hourly rate. No, I mean it was eight thousand dollars <sighs> just for the surgical suite. Oh my gosh! And you did you stay overnight? No, that's a thousand bucks for a few hours. It was eight thousand dollars for two hours in the surgery suite. Eight thousand. I thought you said a thousand. Eight thousand. What? Eight thousand. I'm in the wrong business. I'll tell you that right now. I, I can I can tell you three three years ago at Altaview, it was seventy five dollars per minute. You're in a surgery suite. Wow. I got to know their surgery suite really well. Is this the first Achilles this, you did? No, this is the shoulder oh. <laughs> before the Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four surgeries later, it's still not repaired. And look, I, I get that this is a specialized thing. We need the highest trained and smartest people doing these things. But can't we do it at a more economical pace? 
because it's also what what makes me really angry is people that can't get treatment to live right. because mm-hmm. they have to decide to do I eat, pay eat or, or yeah. medicine. I mean, just look at people that have diabetes. I mean, insulin is insane. Yeah, or even the the EpiPen thing that yeah. happened. Oh, uh, yeah, a thousand, yeah, yeah. Well, insulin. So we had a dog that was diabetic that for five years. We shot, gave him shots twice a day. If you went to Walgreens and, and got the insulin, it was a hundred bucks. He went to Walmart and got it was twenty five. Wow! Yeah, huge difference. And it's the, the same medicine, same, same stuff. Yeah, that's stupid. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, the auto strike. It's day thirteen, by the way, is today, and they stayed up till two a.m. Thursday, uh, going into Friday, which they all thought was a good sign that they're getting close to making an agreement. But even if there is a tentative agreement. They still think they're going to strike until it's actually ratified. They're not. They're saying they're not going back to work. They, they're saying you might. You come out and say you've got an agreement. We'll go back to work as soon as that's signed and and ratified. Then we'll go back. But this might be a, a negotiating chip where they say, "Here's an agreement, but you got to go back to work until we ratify." Yeah, it'd be it. interesting to watch. I mean, the unions UAW used to be extremely powerful, and they've lost some of their power over the last decade or two. Hmm. I mean, you've got uh, two tier systems in there now for pay, so there's a lot of different things going on, a lot of different moving pieces to this. I'm not saying we don't need unions; we need something to to drive the ball here. Yeah, you gotta have. Otherwise, you're just yeah under the thumb always. So you're at the mercy of the man. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So, and again, the suppliers are the ones currently hurting. It's not the the the, the big guys are fine for now until they are out of cars correct and then they're gonna mm-hmm. really feel the heat yes. they want to avoid that yeah you, i mean the big three are still paying for all that you know overhead of all those factories you got to keep the stuff maintained you got to keep it heated you got to keep it stuff going you're ready to go when they're ready to come back to work yeah so if they're not producing they're not invoicing the cars they're not making money so it's it's hurting both sides just who's got the deeper pockets and can ride this one out yeah uh government motors <laughs> uh the uh you guys follow the barrett jackson uh or uh yeah the barrett jackson or jackson barrett barrett jackson barrett jackson auctions. The, the auctions a little bit so uh you don't josh Mm-mm. i i would have thought for sure you'd like to watch some of these auction shows they do they're amazing cars they're amazing they cars along i think these they auctions. get ridiculous prices out of them yes that's but that's part of the fun of it roger <laughs> To see a, a, a fully refurnished car go for thirty million dollars, insane. <laughs> we have a good have a good friend that redoes old muscle cars and stuff in up in Montana. Yeah, and I don't know how many tens. Of th- I've never asked him what his cost is into the cars because he strips them down to the bare metal, gets them painted. He just finished up one he sold for like 40000 that he put power windows in it, air conditioning. Well, I mean, you look at like these guys that are redoing these old CJs and all yeah. that. Like, oh my God, they're beautiful. Beautiful, but expensive but, as well. I wonder what kind of profit they're making at the end cheap. of the day. Yeah, he, you know, he does this just his sideline that he does to entertain himself. He always has three or four cars going at the same time. and. Hmm. But a lot of hours, a lot of a work lot going into those. Keeps him out of trouble. Well, if you like the Mazda Miata yeah. and you like the Hellcat... They I got a, a car for you. They put a Hellcat motor in a Miata. Oh, Mazda yikes. Miata with a V8 <laughs> isn't anything new, but it is new with a Hellcat engine fitting in there between the wheels. That'd be frightening. Uh, you can watch the whole thing, by the way, on the YouTube channel Car K A R R. 
but they've got this Mazda Miata now fully retrofit or, or fitted with the Hellcat. God. Of course, the manifold didn't fit, so they had to cut out a whole huge the, hole. the hood. Yep, and the manifold is exposed. The motor there. sticks up through. They've got uh, racing, you know, the racing straps down on there. You'd want something. <laughs> they better have a full roll cage in this thing. Oh, it doesn't have a roll and, cage. And wheelie bars back. That in the car's back. so light. Uh, yeah. But uh, it'll be uh, on auction October third through the fifth. Oof. At Barrett Jackson's Las Vegas event, so get on down there if you're inter- interested. Roger, I know, I know, I know that's a niche you've been looking to scratch. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd fit. You really got a million dollars later on, around, don't really you? comfortably in there. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's you, you look at some of the prices they pay for those things. It's like you're. Nuts. <laughs> that's gonna do it for the show today. <laughs> Jazz fan show coming up next. By the way, Chad. One and only caller, you win the movie passes. Yeah, that's a Congrats. new record. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've had none before, so at least we're not. Not there. when I've been here. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a game on right now. I don't. We could have. You probably could have said your naughty words, Josh, and gotten away with it. I mean, right. you said Hellcat, and I was waiting for you to get suspended. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, but for, no, no, we don't dump Josh. <laughs> dump Josh. That's Roger Austin. Parkin. <laughs> that's the baby Josh Goldsmith. <laughs> for Eric Jensen behind the glass, I'm Austin Horton. See you next week on Utah. Carson's.